This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science and life to holistically thrive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone to the Inspiration Science Podcast and this new episode with a very special guest today. It's actually one of my previous mentors. His name is Martin Tomchuk, and he helps other people, coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs to build and scale a successful coaching consulting business or anyone who offers a service. He also runs a mastermind that is called Millionaire Coach um, for private um, coaches who wants to scale and all things that has to do with marketing, with offers, high ticket sales, and so much more wisdom beyond. So thank you so much for coming. And also, I want to give a special thanks before we actually start in, because it's my own testimony that I've learned from Martin as well. Um, just to give a bit context, I've been I've invested the first time into Martin back in 2021 when I started off my coaching business, where I was not in a good place financially and emotionally. But I was getting really resourceful, scratched what I had together, got support from my family and went all in. And fast forward, <laughs> actually almost two years, we're now sitting on this podcast and I get to share actually my own success that I thank also to Martin because it would not have been possible hitting my first 10K and then scaling to my first six figures and being in New York. You see the background, it's literally where I was and London yeah. traveling around the world. So thank you so much, Martin, and um, for coming on my show today. Amazing. Thank you. And, and what an intro, by the way. I wasn't expecting all of that, but I'm very grateful. Um, and it's and for your testimony as well, it's been an honor watching uh, you flourish, uh, especially compared to if we think back to our first phone call. So it's been an honor um, watching and tuning in, uh, but I appreciate the welcome and uh, very, very happy to be here uh, sharing some thoughts. Thank you so much. Yes, I would be curious to know, you know, after helping so many coaches and things, like if we rewind a little bit back, how did your, you know, initial entrepreneurial like journey start in first place and why particularly like a mentor? Good question. Um, and I think for the for background here, um, you know, Austin kindly sent some questions through of, of what she was going to cover today, but I prefer to kind of keep it uh, flowing and, and don't look at the questions. So everything's going to be, uh, I suppose, in the background from uh, hearing it for the first time. So if we look at the entrepreneurial journey, I think that's what you're asking where it started. Um, I think it's one of those things that always was inside. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners kind of go in this direction where, you know, they say they sold lemonade and things, you know, on a stand in in, in the US and, and that was where they started. And um, I think mine was a little bit different in the fact that I always had that that vibe of wanting to to be more and probably I, I call it selling you know at school I was always trying to get my own way and and trying to uh, swap things trying to sell things all all from being a kid but um my home life was very different so my mom was one of those who thought selling was the worst thing in the world and so it was kind of like directed out of me uh, for a very long time. So I think if we look at back at the entrepreneurial journey, at 18, I started my, I, I became self-employed um, through through a gym, through personal training. And that was my first kind of dive into uh, entrepreneurship and, and having to, I suppose, fend for myself and, and be in a position where you've got to market, you've got to sell, you've got to deliver. Um, so that was very much, a part of my life from let's say 18 onwards um but again it was kind of short-lived I think the real entrepreneurship journey probably started about 2015 um I think that was the point in which I really committed as in 
probably similar to what not similar in the journey, but similar to what we've talked about uh, for the last few minutes. I think previous to 2015 was very much trying lots of things like being self-employed. I was in a sales role for three years. I, I was living in a new country. I, I lived in Australia for 10 years. So those things all happened. But 2015 was the point where um, I started affiliate marketing. I set up an e-commerce business. Um, I tried to do some sales roles on the outside for other coaches. All these types of things started to happen. And one day came to a stop and I was I was sat there on the sofa and I was like, right, I've got to, I've got to commit to this. Do, do I want this? Or am, am I just playing around? And I think that that was the point um, at 2015. I brought all my skills. So I'd learned to market through affiliate marketing, the e-commerce. I'd learned to sell on phones, cold calling, selling high, selling high ticket, you know, around $20,000, just not in the place where it was for me. Um, so I'd learned those skills and I, I brought that to the marketplace. Um, does that give a good insight, Otsun? I'm uh, is yes, there anything it does. It does. And I, I think many people and especially entrepreneurs, I feel like can relate to that. It's like the exploration phase when you're kind of looking mm. for this thing that is meant for you. And, mm. you know, I've done also affiliate marketing, e-commerce trading, like it's all the typical <laughs> entrepreneurial thing yeah. until you found that thing that fulfills you. So that's yeah. great. And that led you to the mentor that you are today with the skill stacking as well. Mm. And, you know, when it comes to that spot where you've been on, you've probably didn't live the dream life that you've wanted when you started out yet back then, versus now you're traveling with Sally all around the world and you're doing business. Yeah. So I would be curious on how did you manifest energetically your dream life back then? And how do you do it like these days? Sure. Good questions. Um, manifestation is a funny old thing. I think there's manifestation for me comes in two phases. So you've got manifestation where it's a it's a form of relaxation as in I think manifestation works best when you're in a relaxed place as in when there's no pressure, when there's no when there's patience and I think that is the ultimate place to manifest. However, when you're, I'm going back to 2015 now, and the econ business is starting to take off, it's replacing my salary, but then it crashes and burns and that that income disappears. So I'm like, okay, well, that didn't work. Affiliate marketing was awful. And that manifestation there was just, it was blocked in so many different ways because the growth that I needed to go through just hadn't been had yet. So there's manifestation from a different place where your, your life is in somewhat um, a different place. So there's, there's maybe stress, there's maybe confusion, there's a lot of overwhelm. And from that place, you're never going to be able to manifest in a, to a place that you want to. And you're not, when you get there, it doesn't matter what the external looks like. Like I'm, sat on the French Riviera right now. So you can see the mirror behind, like there's ocean there, there's ocean there, there's ocean there, and there's ocean there. Okay. Beautiful. It's, it is the most beautiful place on earth for me right now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll change my mind. However, I could be sat here in a state of confusion, overwhelm, and all these other things if I hadn't learned to let go of manifestation Um in the way that I have right now. Okay. And I'm still learning by the way. Um, but I think, how do you manifest your dream life? I think at the beginning, there is going to be things you have to mentally move through for it to actually manifest in the way that you want to, because you just, you haven't developed to be the person yet. Again, people want to make a million dollars. Great. If you wake up with a million dollars tomorrow, you will spend the million dollars. You will. I guarantee it because you or you will save it all. It will not affect you in the same way that you think it will. Whereas as you manifest in sequence with your personal development and your personal growth, when you start to then, I call it ratcheting, you ratchet up the hill. When you're there, you get to a point where you start to realize that 
nothing needs to happen tomorrow or the day after or the day after. And at the beginning of your journey, you might have bills to pay. You might have uh, courses you want to go through and you want to manifest faster and quicker. But you've got to be careful not to manifest from the scarcity and you've got to be careful not to manifest from a state of stress. And I think that's the biggest difference. So I think your question was, what, what is the difference between then and today? I think the calmness in the manifestation from, from experience. And I think some people are probably better and quicker at that. Um, but I think as well, you're just going to learn to, to do that better over time. But I think the main thing is focusing on personal development whilst focusing on the growth and the things. Um, again, being in the French Riviera, amazing. But I could be sat here in a completely different mindset with the things if I just manifested without the personal growth. Does that does that make sense? I, I hope. Yes, that's uh, very. I hope deep, that kind of makes so sense good. in the background. No, that's that's really good, and I think um, I, you know, I love the 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 manifestation you said, like not manifesting from a place of scarcity, because many mm -hmm. people, I suppose, they do this, especially if they're not in a good position. And you know, in terms of manifestation, I know many people they manifest money, like they want to do their first million, they want to mm -hmm. hire their first employee, or whatever manifestations they have, and they get very like ambitious with their goals. Mm -hmm. And they say, I need to achieve this in one year, in the next two years. Mm. And, and when they don't achieve it, they get really frustrated. So for mm. yourself, how do you make sure that your manifestations and goals are ambitious enough within you know, a certain timeline? Or don't mm. you even have a timeline? Like, How do you go about it ambitious enough, but not making you feel frustrated? Yeah, I think if you have, as the desire and need for money reduces i you're further along in your journey i think you move away from timelines at least it depends what your goal is like i know people who i was speaking to someone on a podcast the other day his his ambition is to build a billion dollar company when you have that ambition i imagine there's more strict timelines to to that conversation that isn't my ambition my ambition is to do what I'm doing today. So for example, today, you speaking with you is the best place that I can be. And speaking with you is the only thing I have on today. Apart from after this, I'm going to the beach in Nice, and I'm going to have a seafood lunch. Like that's it. So with that being my ambition, the conversations are different. Um, what I would say is when you're, when that need for money disappears, like I said, the manifestation and the, and the timeline can become more relaxed. What I've found, though, from that place is that you still have to make the big moves. All right. Big moves are the most important thing to your personal development, but also how exciting your life is. All right. It was, for example, and um, last year in August, we made the move to live in Europe. Okay, we brought our dog across. He traveled first class, and we did all we did all the stuff, and it was amazing. But that was a big move for us because it meant uh, bringing our dog from Australia to the UK. Um, it meant a shift in business. It meant a shift in finances. You know, all the stuff that's involved with a, an international move. We didn't have to make that move. We made that move because it put us in a different environment. It stretched our circle. It improved our network. And even when you're maybe in a position where, you know, money isn't the first thing on your mind every day, you're still trying to make big life moves. So we have a two-year plan um, at the moment that we are, that London was a move to facilitate that next move. So I think that's really key as well. Like, yes, we have timelines, but it's two years away which gives us the position to be like, okay, we've got two years to make this happen. Why do we want that? Where do we want to be there? Who do we want to be? Because for the move that we're looking at, we also have to be different people. As in, we couldn't do that move and, and be happy in that move as the people we are today because we would actually stick out like a sore thumb because we wouldn't be welcome in that circle. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in an energetic way of 
we are constantly trying to grow. Um, so in answer to your question, I think is the timelines have become more relaxed, but the moves have become more fun. Like at one point, the move was make 100K in a year. Like that's fun, don't get me wrong, but there's like pressure. It's like, I've got to, I've got to replace my salary. Then it was, okay, well, we've done 100K. How do we do 100K a month? And again, a bit of pressure. And then it's like, how do you do a million? A bit of pressure. As you move away from that, I think that's when it becomes more fun. And then you get to make big life moves. Like I'm looking at behind me now, there's a super yacht and it, somebody bought it for 130 million um, and he's not on it right now. And I'm like, okay, how do you get to be that guy? Um, how do you, like, I, I might not want the super yacht or I might want the super yacht, but how do I get to be in his position where he's got those choices? Um, so that's that's what I think manifestation shifts from earlier years to now. There's less of a timeline, but it's also a lot more fun. And there's still a timeline. It's still it, there's still a competition with myself, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for giving those insights. I think it's very interesting because you hear different things from different people. Mm. Um, some others they say you must achieve it, you know, at that date, and then others say no, just let it be. But I think, um, like what I've learned is kind of to think long term on what you want to be known for, mm. what makes you happy, the simple things in the presence as well. And in terms of you also mentioned the four core areas that matters a lot in terms of like the health relationship purpose and the finances how do you make sure that you equally or I don't know just for you as a harmony pouring into those areas and make sure you have some sort of balance for yourself yeah great question I think this is the most important question anybody should ask and it's one in which I've had a renewed sense of um sense of importance for in the past kind of six to twelve months I think, you know, traditionally, like when we, when Sally and myself um, became a joint business, it was very much based on what we called the core four. And um, the core four isn't, isn't my, um, my wording for it. Um, it's actually one of my mentors, Aaron Whitnish, um, I believe created, or at least uses this in his own life. And I remember at a mastermind retreat um, in Byron Bay in Australia, he was talking heavily on this and, you know, health was something that he was saying he was making a renewed sense of importance for in the background, which was interesting because as he was going into a phase of health is, is the fundamental. So health relationships, purpose and finances is, is the very, is very much the order in which he, he preferenced them. And he said, health and relationships first, because your, your foundations and your at home needs to be right first. Okay. And then you can, you can deliver your purpose and your message from a, a massively more influential state of being when those are in order. That doesn't mean you have to be in the relationship with your dreams. If you're not, it means that the relationships you have are in good places. So one of the things at that mastermind, he was like, look, if, if, if there's not a relationship, is, if there's a relationship right now that isn't in good places, it's like, what can you do to neutralize that? Do you need to make a phone call? Do you need to write a letter? Do you need to do, or do you need to let somebody go? So that was really interesting. And I do believe in, in those two being the foundations. I know other people kind of put um, money first and I get why they do that, but I found more um, more alignment to to those things first. From there, there's purpose. You can turn up powerfully. You can share your message from a state of being in a good place yourself. And then from those three places being in line, you're going to make better decisions, more sold decisions around what financially you want. Okay, so that might mean you make bigger plays because you're in a, a better position. It might mean that you skip an investment that other people are talking about because you know it doesn't align to you and you're connected to you and your soul. So the core four has been really useful. Now, in my own journey, and um, something that I, as he started going into his health, I actually started, um, I started moving away from taking care of myself. Okay, like I didn't grow up with a lot of money. 
So when I started making more and more money and started doing big months in my life, I wanted to go down the lifestyle route. I wanted to go down the, you know, the fact that I didn't have things growing up. I wanted to fill that void of experience. Now that came at a, a cost to my health because I went from training very regularly, being a, being an ex-personal trainer, being in that sort of shape to all of a sudden, 2016, 2017, putting on a lot of weight, 35 kilos in total till last year. And that then started to upset the balance of how do I turn up? Now, not to the point of things failed, nothing failed, but something that I found massively important as in the core four, I wasn't living in alignment to. So how could I be living in full alignment to all my potential? So I think there's so much importance to that. I think if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, looking at that now and going, well, make sure your health is in order. You're, and I'm talking physical, I'm talking like enjoyment, I'm talking mental health as well. Um, because I recently shared, I stopped drinking in August last year. Um, I started training again three days a week. I'm now training um, two sessions a day uh, physically. And I'm also eating in alignment with a, with a plan. I'm also not drinking, so six months without a drink. And that has drastically changed what I thought I want my wanted my life to look like just by changing the health. Um, my relationships are something that I'm very proud of. Um, but again, I can still be better there. And if I can get those two better, I know my purpose will shift. I know it'll be in a, in a much more powerful place where I want to serve deeper, maybe not wider, but deeper. And my finances will, a natural occurrence will be making better decisions to grow my net worth in the background. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. And congrats on, you know, going back on track with the whole yes. health and the fitness. It's great. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of fun. <laughs> no, many people do say, you know, the better, like the more healthier you are, the more fitness yeah. you do, somewhat it has a direct correlation how much money you make. And I've always knew that kind of because you hear that all over the place, but then doing it is a whole different game, um, like in a literal mm. sense. And I, you know, I also started to walk out more in nature, like even if it's not hardcore, but that thing I did realize like you're mentally getting sharper. So it's really yeah. good. And in terms of like serving, because, you know, when you're in a good state and healthier, you can serve better your clients as well. How would you say over the past years has the way you've been mentoring people changed? Because our first two, three, four clients is probably different mm -hmm. than our 10th client or whatever. So what would you say was the biggest shift in the way you mentor people? From, do you mean from the beginning of my journey to, to where I am today now? Yeah, like the biggest difference in things, how you go about, you know, coaching people. Sure. I think I've always, I've always understood principles, like my mind works that way. So I would say principally, it's very similar. It's just deeper. I think where I now mentor people is there's, there's less pressure on getting a result than I, I first wanted to build a reputation. I think maybe naturally people do that. I know I did. So I really wanted to build a reputation of, of being very successful at getting people results. What I realized is over time, like a result is what the client wants it to be. So for, for me, I could want a client to get a, you know, to do a, a six-figure month um, in the first month of working together. As an example, they could want to do a 10K month and that could be the biggest you know, achievement in their life. It would be wrong of me to expect that of them. I can, I can spot their potential and maybe open their eyes to it, but expectation can never be had by a mentor, I believe. I think... I think your role is to spot the desire and to spot their potential rather than kind of pulling them along. Um, I've heard the term used. Um, I'm not sure who used it. I, I can't, I'm forgetting names, but the, the lighthouse, 
And, you know, a lighthouse, I'm looking at a lighthouse right now, like a lighthouse being on the rocks and the, the light is shining. And it's like, it's very easy to go and jump in the water and pull people to shore. But at the same time, that isn't serving them. Okay. They can swim to the lighthouse. They're going to, they're going to find the way. When you do that, you're in a place where you're not in danger. You can, you can shine your light and let people follow you and guide them. And I think I'm, I'm not doing the analogy very, very well there. And as I said, I can't remember who said it, but they, they talk in a different way around that. I believe that mentorship for me has changed in the way that I am now there to guide and to shine a light and to let clients and, you know, private clients go on their path and become a better version of themselves rather than sometimes trying to save them. I know back in 2016, I would try and save clients and that would then take my time away. It would take my power away. And I'd also be putting too much expectation on a client who maybe just wasn't ready for the result anyway. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's great. And it comes from a much powerful place, I suppose, you know, to pour in, to commit, but it's also something I think you told me in the DMs, like, like mm. to be more committed than the client itself to the results. And as a mentor, you yes. just have the best intentions, but you got to kind of have the boundaries. So I think it's really powerful for people listening yeah. to that as well. And I remember that conversation we had in DMs or it's in late you know, you'd had a client drop out who you really saw the potential in. And like that happens all the time in the coaching world. The reality is most will go and chase that client and, and great that that's okay. But a client isn't, and especially on a high ticket level, a client isn't going to pay you high ticket when, when you're chasing them. And if they do pay you, it's from a place of scarcity and not backing themselves. So if you can actually help them transform, start to see more potential and create desire instead, they'll come back or, or they'll come to you ready to go. And I think that's, you know, we, we talk about transformational selling. Transformational selling done well is where your client base is full of soul aligned clients, not people you're trying to pull along for the journey because you took their money to do very different things. Yes, that's a great one. Yeah, I think, you know, my experience back then, I was then in New York, and there was this mm -hmm. lady who joined me. Um, and, and I was so excited, and you received the payment already, and things good to go. And then they put away, and it never happened to me. You know, I was always yeah. used to getting paid, you know, on spot or the things I've yeah. learned. And, and then it, it made me feel bad, like, why is she now pulling back and things <laughs> and I got like very like desperate you know I don't know yeah. why but like something in me and um, I've learned through that you know the things you mentioned like there's probably not the abundance money behind that and as well as mm. her commitments I can't force that so there was a good lesson I guess um you know to yeah. learn about it and in yeah. terms of the transformational selling, I know like that's a technique that you also use in your own business, but you know, you also grew up with your mom and you mentioned like they did like selling <laughs> yeah. and things. So it was a process. What's the mindset that you adopt to sell more confidently and that you yeah. would share to an audience that has a hard time to sell or feel like bad selling to people? Sure. I think if I, if I look to my background, so my mom was definitely, you know, anything she was buying, if somebody came up to her and was like, can I help you? It was no, it was stonewall. She was never rude, but it was, and, and that was just her buying pattern. Okay. So I think you've got to understand people buying patterns that, that buying pattern came from a whole host of her personal things internally. Okay. Confidence, self-worth, all these things. And it always does. So the way I look at selling, and, and this took me years to understand, and, it, and I understand it deeper and deeper every minute I'm in this game, your, your, your selling is always a service, but a service isn't always comfortable. As in, if we, it's really nice to be talking to yourself because I would say that your, your first investment into yourself at a high ticket level, or at least um, to what we were doing those two years ago, 
it wasn't comfortable for you, I imagine. And I challenged you. I wanted you to transform and I wanted you to be in a completely different place one year, two years and five years from where we were that day and look at you now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, that's all you, by the way, genuinely all you. But if I'm only focused on serving and doing what is nice, I'm not going to help in a transformation. So this is where the transformational selling comes in. You do it from a place of complete service. However, you also have to be trusted to make decisions, ask questions, and also maybe make opportunities for somebody that aren't comfortable for them in their current reality, but you see something different. They've shown you something either through past results, traits, words. Words are a very powerful thing at the start of somebody's journey because we can all talk a big game. We can all say that we're 25 years old and we want to be a millionaire before we're 27. Fantastic. I, I honor you if you're going to do that. But if then I make you an opportunity available that is aligned to being a millionaire at 27, that, because that is going to be a, a swift and quick movement. If I make you an opportunity and you back out at that first opportunity, to me, you're just talking then. You become a talker. And with you, for example, um, I remember the call very well. I made you an opportunity because you wanted big things, okay? If you didn't want big things, there would have been no offer on the table, but you did want big things and you got resourceful to make those things happen. That resourcefulness has now created a space where you've been on, you know, you've been in New York in Times Square, your picture's been there. You're, you're dining and, and networking with, you know, A-list celebrities. Like these are all things that you wanted to do. That version of you on that day was not there. So it needed to be a shift. And I would say that transformational selling is a massive part of how you can help a client be, a, a, you know, a future client for however long they stay with you. It's a very big part of what their future will become is how well you can turn up with service, but also be in a position where you're willing to, to make hard conversations happen and also hard decisions happen. That's transformational selling. And that's what works. Wow. Thank you so much. It's so beautiful. And it's true. You know, I think when you're in service, the challenging part is so important. It's mm. something I've also like learned because I was first too nice to people like on sales calls <laughs> and because I was too nice and they're like, I have to think about it. Sure. Take your time, you know, and then yeah. letting them go. Um, whereas now it's more, the boundaries are stricter and more fast forward, straightforward. Is this really what you want? And then kind of make them think so that's a I think that's a good one and I'm curious to know like in terms of selling I think many people they kind of chase their clients down mm. the road and the dms or things or the cold calls and I've learned through you you know that we lead that we attract those clients and um, through the content and things so just like for you know your journey when you started there are so many questions I still get like is it okay to still dm some of the people mm -hmm. because if you're like too much like not doing it at all maybe you don't get the clients like what's your view on that in terms of still messaging to some or would you say like no not at all i'm of the belief i've never dm'd anyone at least i don't remember maybe maybe once i don't know i can't remember i'm a big believer and this really this has really been a precedent for how I like to do business. And this, this is my other mentor, Jack Murray. Okay. He is, um, he's given me this guidance and helped me refine this, but I, I'm a big believer. Even when I was back in my self-employed personal training days, right. I, my big thing for going self-employed and not into a job was always time. I could, I could work my own hours and I could decide when I worked. And, and that was a really big challenge for me first getting my sales job where I had to turn up nine to five or eight or six. So I'm a big lover of, because I had those three years in sales, I take 
my my life is very important to me. My time is very important to me. And and you know this from working together. I, I really value my time. Hence why today, this is the only thing going on. And apart from looking at the ocean and going for a seafood dinner, like that's that's my day. And I've already made, um, you know, a decent amount of money today. Um, and I do every day. Now, what I would say about the DMs is we don't want to get into a place of chasing because if somebody needs to be chased, they want you to do more for them in the future. So I would rather live my life on my terms. So currently I'm traveling a little bit, but even when I'm in London and it's gray and miserable, like I'm living on my terms, you want your life to be, you want your life and your moves to be the attraction point. So I may have mentioned, I'm not sure, but I did a, a video this morning on my stories, actually. And I said, people want to know how to sell high ticket. And I'm talking, you know, at, at the 10K level, let's say, but I'm also talking at the 50K level and the 100K plus level um, per client. How do you sell that? Well, you make more moves in your life. You become more valuable, you know, as your business grows to 100K, a million dollars, million dollars plus decamillionaire level investments network all these things that doesn't happen by chance that is very deliberate it's a deliberate life plan a deliberate strategy and it's a a deliberate a deliberate outcome that is aligned to you as a person so when you show your moves those people that maybe are inspired or aspiring to work with you will naturally get in touch when the time is right I've had uh, a recent client, uh, we worked together in December and it was really, really nice. She started following Sally and myself in, um, in 2020 at the start of COVID. And she's always messaged and been really pleasant. And she started working with us in January, um, sorry, December. And why? Because her life aligned, her life changed and eventually she was like, I'm done with this old way of doing things. I'm going to go and work with Sally and mine. Okay. If I'd have chased her and DM'd her because she's messaged maybe 10 times over the last few years, never anything about business, just life. If I'd have DM'd her, I would have been entering her life at the wrong point of where I could be the highest value. So it would be wrong of me to, to push that. And we go back to manifestation. Uh, my manifestation is working with clients not for a week. I want to work with a client for 10 years and, and longer. Okay. I haven't done that yet, but you know, I've got many multi-year clients, three, four, five years um, around that length of time. I want to be there for the big plays. Not I like helping for yourself. I helped you along getting your first high ticket client. That was amazing. But I, I do have my manifestation is is to work with people for 10 years on on the big stuff so if i'm coming in at the wrong time dming and going well this is where this is where i want a client like that's just purely on on me whereas if a client comes to me the whole energies of the world have aligned and and i'm i'm okay with that i i much prefer that personally and the call is easier and the payment is easier and the relationship is easier. The outcomes are easier. All of it's good. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, it's a whole different level to be in because, you know, when I work with you and then I also work with other coaches and mentors, mm. of course, the experience is different. The way they go Absolutely. about it is different. And this is where I got totally confused. But Martin said back then to me, D -d 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 -d, don't like chase <laughs> people. And this guy is telling yeah. me, you know, cold DM those people in that way or do organic marketing. And I think many coaches or people are confused what's, you know, what's the right way. And then they look for the next thing, which is also true. And they jump over. But I think ultimately, like, what's the way you want to run your business is, I think, very important. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and do it in a way that is more fun and is also good yeah. for you. So yeah, and and they're all valid as well. It's in like every way of running your business is valid. It really is. I I don't sit here and say my way is good because it it has its rewards and it also doesn't work for some people. As in they they just couldn't they couldn't do what I do and they couldn't do what you do. They couldn't do what anyone else does. 
I know people who like they get a kick from the conversation of a DM. Like that's that's their joy is the chase. I'm I'm not that guy. I'm the guy who likes to, you know, give value, work with my clients. And also I want my life, I want to build my life to a point where somebody, you know, in the right place at the right time, a day from now or 10 years from now, comes and works with me on their terms. And when they do, they're 100% ready to get the results they're ready for, but they're also 100% ready to, to surrender to my process because, again, uh, you've seen this, is we get to work and we make big moves. Um, so I think that's really key as well. Nice, wonderful. And in terms of like building all that up, you know, like building wealth is something that many people want. And you mentioned the keyword purposeful wealth. Um, mm. And what is what does purposeful wealth for you personally mean? And what's one of the biggest lessons you've had throughout your journey when it comes to purposeful wealth? Yeah, great question. Um, purposeful wealth, I think is Maybe this isn't from a wealth perspective, but it, it can certainly fit in there. I've done the I've done the work in the background where I didn't enjoy what I was doing. Okay, like I, I have, I've done it. I've paid my dues, so to speak. There's nothing better than receiving financial returns for things that I think is is good for the world. Um, you know. The reason I do what I do is because I certainly wasn't poor growing up, but I also, you know, traditionally a working class family and, you know, a, cert a certain area um, that you can say is good or bad. I don't know. But again, I didn't grow up with a lot. I grew up with enough and that never felt good to me. So <laughs> I now want to create the lifestyle of my dreams and, and I am certainly. Uh, enjoying life but I think you can be way more purposeful behind that and if you're if you are tapping into what lights you up like there's nothing I would rather do than mentor somebody like as I said like there's nothing I would rather be doing right this second than talking to you about how to help somebody grow nothing in the world genuinely and the fact that I get to do that every single day and make good money from it it, it just it proves to me that there's there's a god there's a universe there's something because it's all working out for me so i i do genuinely feel that i think that's purposeful wealth because when you're enjoying what you do you're being lit up you're doing podcasts like this you're you're just living day to day and is it perfect definitely not there's challenges with everything but if you're doing that there's other ways to make money as well outside of your business, um, you know, especially in, in current markets and, and uh, the climate at the minute. There's a lot of maybe quick money to be made. It's, it would be very easy to fall into traps right now. And I think people who aren't making purposeful money or purposeful ways of bringing in the money, I think they're more aligned to maybe um, making decisions in the markets and, and growing bigger wealth i think they're more aligned to to making mistakes and and maybe quick wins and and quick uh, and quick drops as well um i think that's definitely a thing whereas i think if you're aligned to what you do and i think if you're aligned to like your daily life you don't sit around and have fomo because you're already so content that when an opportunity does come along you might analyze that but I think you're way more likely to do something in alignment with what's going to fit your life. So again, get your life in order, like do something you love. And I think that there's, there's better decisions to be made down the road. I think that's what purposeful wealth is uh, to me, if I was to describe it. Okay, wow, that's wonderful. And I think it's it's good in terms of our health as well, because when we do something we love, we tend to be more healthier yeah. and have better relationships. So it contributes a lot into those areas as well. And as we go and, you know, as coaches, consultants, or as an entrepreneur, our beliefs around things also sometimes change. What we used to believe in is maybe evolved. And what would you say is the most recent belief shift that you've had in your business or in your life? Belief shift is without a doubt health. 
that that's the big that one's going to have the biggest knock-on effects that I've ever had. It already has. And I'm not talking about it a lot at the minute. Like I put it on my stories, but in the next two years, that's going to have the biggest effect on anything I've ever done without a doubt. And it's really nice to be aligning towards that again. Um, I'm, I'm early in a journey into a new me, but I, I will be talking about that. That will be something that I'll be, I'll be definitely putting forward as, as time goes on because yeah, I, I don't think I, I definitely didn't realize what effect it was happened, what was having on me. And I, I know people in the same situation who are maybe even in a worse situation and in their life. And I know I can help people with that because the mindset behind it, I knew things were going on, but I was hiding and not telling the truth. So I know that that's what people need to do is they need to tell the truth to themselves. It's like all business, by the way, we always need to tell the truth, but I think that's been the biggest shift for me without a doubt. And one that I'm really grateful that I made. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these um, very valuable insights, Martin. So the last questions I have to wrap this whole podcast, because I know we can go on for further on so many different <laughs> topics. Hours and hours. It's like, um, you know, is there a specific quote or motto that you live by that inspires you daily? A specific quote? Pro probably not, to be honest. I, I think I'm going to make my own one. But it's all about living your version of your best life. But as cheesy as that sounds, it's like, if you're not doing that today, as in, you know, quite clearly that things are off, you're not happy and, and you're avoiding some big moves, let's say, I think the main thing to do is, is make one big move right this moment and start to step into the life you actually want. Um, I think that's probably the main thing. And I would say that when I'm not doing that is when I feel most out of alignment and I need to change things. So yeah, that's where, where I would say a motto, if anything, um, I just made it up, but it, but it will uh, do quite nicely. I think. <laughs> that's wonderful. You know, there's actually something I just want to add because yeah. sometimes when people say, what's the essence of life, what's the thing that matters to you in life? I, I come like with like words, like it's true love. It's be the best version. Yeah. As you and then I, and then it feels very corny. And I recently just said to something, <laughs> if you feel it's corny, it's probably the things that matters the most. And it's the most profound Absolutely. things, you know? And yeah. No, in terms of all the aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches who are listening to this episode, what would you lastly say to them if they were to start their journey um, with all the knowledge you have? There's two things here. I think people will disagree with this and I wouldn't say it's controversial, but I do believe if you're going to go into entrepreneurship, this is what I did. Like you have to make a decision. Let's say you, you you're ready today. You make a decision and you never never back out of that decision. I mean, if it's your decision today to leave your job and that's what you need, you know you need to do that. It feels absolutely crap, but you need to do that. You need to commit to that decision and never ever look back because the minute you look back is where you start to give up on growth and i've seen it many times i've seen people go oh well i'll get the part-time job back or i'll do this because i need to and in that moment they don't get better on the sales calls in that moment they don't put their brand together in that moment they stop speaking their message because they now have a safety blanket i don't like that that wasn't how I did it. So I would say that's a really key part to this. I would also say, don't be afraid of investing into yourself in a big way, okay? Because uh, again, that, that is what I've done. Um, and it's also what, what you did. You started your journey investing into high ticket. I would say, do you need to invest into high ticket? That's completely up to you. But I would invest into mentorship and guidance from from day one um whatever you can do and i would say if opportunities pass come come to you 
say yes to them and start to figure them out. Okay. Because you're going to grow into the person that you need to become, even to take up our take up that opportunity. And I think people say no, and then that that leaves all the growth on the table. If somebody makes you an offer that feels out of sync, try and make it work. Try and try and create the opportunities. You always can. I've got a client at the moment who uh, made a you know an offer. Um, it was a premium private client offer, and she had to go and grow into that. Um, but again, has made more money than ever before just to get into the program. And the growth is exceptional. And, and that's what we're looking for. I don't make offers to just anyone, anybody, you know that, but I look for the potential. And if I would say, again, people out there, don't go back on your word or your commitment. And then from there, find a way to grow into it because you're more than capable of it. You have the potential. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been put in front of you. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for those insights. I think that, you know, the whole okay. thing with the decision is so important to, um, you know, to take a clear cut decision and go all in full commitment. Yeah. I think it's also one of the things you mentioned earlier on and myself, I can testify that it's like when you're half in, you're either not getting at all the results or you're getting halfway results, whether you're fully in it's um, yeah, it's kind of scary, but at the same time, it's not scary because you're fully in. So yeah. That's amazing. And how can people get in touch with you and uh, work with you? The, the best way right now is probably Instagram. Um, so my full name in the handle, Martin, M-A-R-T-Y-N, Tom Chuck, T-O-M-C-Z-U-K. Um, we do have some opportunities that we're actively uh, promoting right now. Um, so we have uh, the Digital Millionaires, um, which is a live workshop uh, going ahead at the moment, which uh, I'm very excited about setting up um, a digital <laughs> a digital lifestyle uh, and also creating wealth from that. So that's uh, that's probably the best way to get in touch through Instagram at the moment. Um, you can also do that through Facebook as well. Uh, I am available on Facebook. Uh, I just don't use it as much. All right, perfect. Well, I will take all your socials, Instagram below. So give Martin a follow, okay. hit him up if you have any questions around business and things when you want to scale or build your own coaching consulting business. And thank you so much, Martin, for your precious time and um, for all those insights as well. I wish you an amazing day. Good dinner. Say hi to Sally. And um, <laughs> you, I hope next time for another conversation. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, the questions you asked. A lot of thought uh, has gone into those and I really appreciate the opportunity to share as well. Okay, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Ossinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.